welcome to Too Lazy to Write with your host, me, the real John Baker. It is interview day. Uh, two interviews back to back, you say. First with Randy Manis, a film producer, and now the interview I've been teasing for quite some time, the one I'm very excited to have. All of my interviews, all of my guests, I, I, I love them, I appreciate them. Uh, the time they give me is uh, invaluable, to be totally honest with you. And uh, I am so very appreciative of that. And uh, that brings me to the next guest of this podcast. Uh, before I tell you who it is, I want to thank Jill Morrison of Whole Shot Records for helping arrange this. She uh, she put up with a lot of emails from me, and uh, I, I really do appreciate it. <clears throat> so, who is my guest? Well, you may know him from the Straubs. You may know him from Hudson Ford. Uh, his name is John Ford. But to a lot of my listeners, and that's assuming I have a lot of listeners, by the by, uh, he was in a band in uh, the very late 1970s called, wait for it. If I was to say the line, it's tough at the top, which was then followed by a uh, guitar chord in a British accent. That was the opening line of the 1979 uh, album, Bad Habits by the Monks. And John Ford was a co-writer of that song. And he is my guest on Too Lazy to Write. Uh, he also wrote Johnny B. Rotten, co-wrote Johnny B. Rotten, Drugs in My Pocket, etc., etc., etc. Do you want to know more? Well, then listen, because for the next 33 minutes, I have a, I had a great conversation with John Ford uh, from his home in Long Island, and he was fantastic, and I think you will agree when you listen to it. So here it is, the interview uh, that I was really happy to get. Again, I want to thank Joe Morrison, and of course, I want to thank John Ford, and here it is, John Ford of the Straubs, Hudson Ford, and for my listenership, John Ford of the Monks. Enjoy. How are you, sir? I'm uh, pretty good. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. I've I've just started recording. I figured I would just want to get right into it. I know you you're you're doing this as a as a huge favor to me, and I greatly appreciate it. And uh, and it really, sir, is a thrill. I got to say to talk to you. Oh, you're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. So I want to start out with um, just asking you what life is like uh, where you are in Long Island. Well, I've been here a while now, and um, um, I did actually come here as a you know um, you know as a career move. I, I I sort of met a woman over here while I was on tour with the Straubs a while ago, and uh, but uh, you know because I'd stayed here, I'd, it's turned into a sort of solo career move, and uh, I probably made about eight or nine solo albums up to now, and I've got one, a new one in the works at the moment. I know you've been very prolific uh, these last few years, and it, what what is the inspiration for all of this this library, pardon me, that you've been coming out with? Um, basically, you know, when you're a songwriter, you just keep writing songs, hoping somebody will like it. I mean, I'd... I've been here a while, and um, I don't do that much. I mean, like, um, I finished this new vocal album, and um, the it took me a year. So I, you know, and I have my, I have my own recording studio in in the house. 
so I can basically recall what I want. So I I started um, over in 2017, New Year. When was that? Yeah, about a year ago. And it took me a year to do like 12 tunes, and uh, I finished up like last Christmas, and um, or maybe a little bit into this year. So, you know, I don't uh, knock myself out doing it, and sometimes I don't write for another couple of years. Like now, having exhausted all my sort of inspiration i probably won't write for a while now i have a friend in the city who's also british he gets up every morning and writes a song i, I can't do that so I, I don't sort of um you know I, I write when i can when i feel like it but as i said before the because i am a songwriter it um you know it uh you, you You've, you've always got to write yeah. something, I suppose. Yeah. Well, you know, um, as a songwriter, you wrote something about 40 years ago almost. Uh, would it be 40 years? Yeah. That had a huge impact on uh, on my life. Uh, of course, that was the album Bad Habits. And oh, right. if yeah. it's all right, yeah. I'd love to chat with you just about that for a little bit, um, if you're good with that. Sure. I mean, 40 years, was it? Was that long? It was 1979. <laughs> Um, oh my God. Now, I, I want to know, I want to start right with what people saw when they picked up that album. They saw The Nun on the cover, the title's Bad Habits, the album's The Monk, the band, sorry, is The Monks. Is this a direct pun that we're, we're all supposed to get right away? Well, the, um, th that whole thing came from the song Nice Leg Shame About the Face, which was, uh, you know, an odd sort of hit in England. Because um, we, uh, Hudson and I, we we just come out of like Hudson Ford. Mm -hmm. We're sort of winding that down. And uh, we sent off a bunch of songs, one of them being Nice Legs Shown About the Face, to a publishing company just to, you know, put our stuff around. And they came back and said they, or a label came back and said they liked the, the tune. And we said, well, okay, when do we go back? When do we go in and record it? Because it was only a demo. Yeah. They said, no, we love it as it is. And it was on. it was on the... Right in the middle of the punk era, so the song sort of suited that. Right. Not that we were trying to become punks, but although I did like the punk music, I really liked it after all the progressive stuff, you know, of the last ten years, you know. But uh, and so um, that was a hit, and uh, we went on TV a couple of times with that, and uh, so the EMI wanted us to do an album because, and because even the name was a fluke because originally the. It was to be called the mugs, being like mug shot, you know, photographs. Okay, okay. And somehow the label got it mixed uh, up in the artwork, and it turned out as the monks. Okay. And so the 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 picture on the front of the album was um, in uh, relationship to that. They thought were well, the monks just have a nun on it, and the photographer got, that was the photographer's wife. Oh, okay, I was going to ask. And you. He sort of, yeah, it was his wife. We weren't on the shot. But everyone loved the photograph. It's a great picture. It is. It is. It is. A, it is a great picture. And his idea of her getting up and walking away on the other side, it was a truly great. It was a great picture. And so when we saw the picture, uh, I came up with the idea. I said, "Why don't we call it?" Well, actually, we. It was a song called "Bad Habits," right. and then the album finally be, be, became known as "Bad Habits." So it was a pun on the picture, and the picture a pun on the monks. So it actually, you just covered my my second question, which was about was it intended to be a, a sort of a spoof of 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 the punk movement or like your own kind of homage to to punk? Um, no, it wasn't. Um, I suppose when you listen to Johnny B. Rock, which is about John Lydon, 
and the sex but I suppose it was for a bit it didn't really intend to start out about that although we were on that album with the guitar sounds I went from playing bass in Hudson Ford Hudson went on the bass and um, I went on the guitar and I was very influenced by what Andy Summers was doing in the police okay, okay at that time so I wouldn't say it was we weren't sort of it wasn't directly influenced uh, to the punk movement, but uh, rather, you know, the police and what was going on with the, you know, the music had been scaled down from, you know, and I was right in the middle of it with the Straubs right. and Hudson Ford because we were, you know, we were trying to sound like the Straubs, I suppose, really, with the, you know, with the progressive rock stuff. And so we were scaling the monk stuff down to basically, you know, the, the distorted rhythm guitar not much lead, you know, the drums, basic songs. And we, I suppose we were influenced by that. But, but no, we, we were, it wasn't a, a, a spoof album as such because I think some of the songs, uh, like one of the, we had an instrumental on there called, um, what was that instrumental called? Um, uh, I can't remember now. Uh, but that was directly... Sorry, was it Skylab? Skylab, yeah. right, yeah. That was a direct influence from The Shadows, which I've always been you know, a favourite of mine, the British band The Shadows, which is an instrumental band. And they played, uh, you know, a sort of surfy sort of stuff with a Fender Stratocaster. And that sort of tune at the end there was that. But then we sort of, you know, uh, Terry Cassidy came up with the idea of the the Aussie talking in it. And, and again, Terry had this ability of putting on people's voices. And especially with the, the second album, uh, um, Suspended Animation, right. We really sort of found it on on different sort of areas and different ideas. So, is he also talking at the beginning of "Drugs in My Pocket"? Um, "Drugs in My Pocket." Uh, yeah, that's him. That's him singing. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. and you only sing if if I was speaking with Jill. Um, you only sing on uh, lead vocals on uh, is it "Nice Leg Shame About Her Face"? Yeah, I sang on that. Yeah, but on the album, uh, by that time we'd. Um, uh, see that there's a there's a level of uh, sort of things that go on here. We were I mean we were Hudson Ford. Mm-hmm. Then we 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 sort of got into we were doing another project called High Society, which was of the sort of 30s music. With uh, I don't know, it's very hard to explain what that was. And we wrote in Terry as a, an extra singer, so he was there when Nice Legs took off. Okay, he was in he was in our threesome sort of three man band sort of thing with me and Hudson, and so he got sort of rode into the monks and and in on all the singing and all the songwriting. So even though I sang on uh, on the demo, which became the hit record of Nice Legs, he his vocal was sort of superior to mine okay. to sing all the stuff that we were writing together. So I just let him sing all the other stuff. So Hudson and I sort of took took a backseat vocally okay. uh, on that whole stuff, yeah. And of course, when we came to Canada to do the live thing, he was like the lead singer out the front, and I was on the guitar, and I was on the bass. Now, actually, I wanted to talk to you about that because oh, I now live in Virginia, but I am from Canada, and so you got to understand this album. I was like eight or nine years old when when I first heard it. I was at summer camp, and right. we would listen to this album, you know, constantly. We knew. You know, here here's this like eight or nine year old walking around singing about having drugs in his pocket, which I'm sure my parents weren't weren't crazy about. No, right. I know. But I know. here we are in northern Ontario, 
and this album is huge in in Canada. Mm, what yeah. what is the re- do you, do you have any idea how how this happened? Well, I, I you know what I don't know. And if it wasn't for us being mixed up with a, a record label while we were in that situation, we would have been big in America as well because Capital were after us. And that is why our success was contained in Canada okay. and not in America because at that time. But Capital came to England to see us. We were locked in with this small label that we had. Not with Actually, Bad Habits was on EMI. Right. That was on EMI, and that's why Capital Records came over to see us. But the second album, we were locked in this little label. And so, but getting back to your other question, I, I, I actually don't know why, um, other than the fact that it was, I mean, Drugs in My Pocket was a spoof Hudson always had. It used to go around, because drugs, we weren't drug takers. Okay. Right? We, we were beer drinkers, we weren't drug takers. And Hudson had this line, I got drugs in my pocket and I don't know what to do with them. And I came up with a tune for it. I said, and we wrote a song around it. And so it, was, it wasn't meant to be serious or, you know, uh, promoting drug taking. In fact, one of the lines, if I remember, was, do you really need to be permanently high, right. you know, waste away your life and watch your life whiz by, something like that. And I think maybe the college students took it up because it was wasn't meant to be you know real and it wasn't you know promoting and also the the middle section of that where um the the guy kicks a can down the road and the british police come after him because he's you know he's smoking on the corner yeah. it's all in good fun and maybe they and on top of that it was a catchy tune it was a very catchy tune <laughs> yeah I, and again i took the riff it was very police very Andy Summers, da 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 da, with a bit of Kinks Road in there, you know. That I go, you know, behind yeah. that. and so that's where the you know the, the whole influence came from. That. And it, like off the top, you have these three songs: you have uh, Johnny B. Rotten, Drugs in My Pocket, and then Love and Stereo, which is just this like trifecta of uh, of hit after hit after hit in my mind. Well, yeah, well, we were good at writing the you know the catchy tune, I suppose, from Hudson Ford and the Straws, and it sort of went over into that. I mean, Love in Stereo was a... Rem- that, I, was, I, I wrote the majority of that, and that very influenced by um, Elvis Costello at that time. Okay. And Terry sang it like that. Uh, why am I in Love in Stereo? He had that sort of, uh, sort of angled sort of singing that Elvis Costello, especially at the end. Why am I yeah. in love in stereo? That's what. So it we took. It was from a lot of influences and and Johnny B. Rotten. I mean, you know, it's tough at the top. You know, it's like you know, uh, you know, Green Day could play. I mean, that, you know, uh, in fact, my son plays in my band over here, and he um he's he loves all the monk stuff. And he also loves Green Day, and, and it really. He said, I, I, "I'd love to play that in a band because it's it's the same sort of thing with the you know no lead guitar, all heavy, sort not not heavy metal, but heavy sort of corded electric guitar in it, and it just it just flows along, and it's it's good." You know, I'm telling I you, think. John, if you could see the smile on my face right now, just just talking to you, this is a dream come true, and I hope that everybody who I went to camp with is listening to this podcast and is envious of me right now. Because no, well, now, actually, yeah. but speaking of people I went to camp with, I know a few of them were at the tribute concert uh, uh, back in 2012 in Toronto. Right. Now, how, yes. how did that come about? Did Thomas Darcy reach out to you? 
Yes, I think he did. Because um, I, I dealt with uh, my uh, Jill, you know, you've spoken yeah. to. She deals with all my stuff. And I think he he reached out. He was in a, he had a band called, was it Small Sins or I something? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and they were totally influenced by the Bad Habits album. And, I, and they asked me to um, come over and be a guest. And I sang... Uh, I sang, I think I did, um, um, I, no, what did I sing over there? Um, um, I can't remember now. I sang two of the songs with them. and But they did the entire Bad Habits album. And the, it, the place was packed. And when I got there, it was like the papers were talking about the monks like we'd never gone. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Not about small sins, about the monks. Right. It was like, like two or three of the biggest papers. And... Um, I ain't getting any. That's what I did. I ain't getting any from uh, from from bad habits. Was that from bad? Yeah, habits? that was right after right? it was Your bad habits. Right, yeah. And uh, it was amazing for me to uh, because I never came on until the end, and I sat in the dress room listening to you know all these different versions of different songs because they hold had all different musicians from different bands yeah. doing the, like this guy saying no shame in this sort of screaming sort of punk voice and it was i you know i wrote to hudson i i sent him the, the you know the the video of it I said you gotta listen to this guy saying no shame no shame you know it's like unbelievable and they even did um skylab you know down to the last note oh, really you know with the yeah they did skylab the whole thing from from beginning to end and and everyone uh and i at the end yeah i remember now the end i got up and did um nice legs shame about the face and had all these girls you know up on stage, you know, twisting and making ugly faces. You know? so it was a great night. It was unbelievable. And you got the double platinum that night. That I did, yeah. That, that, that was amazing. I'm, in fact, I'm looking at it now. On my That must have been something special. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. I mean, I wish the other two had have been there, but it didn't work out that they, you know, could fly over here for like one one date, you know, on there. Yeah, Jill was telling that, me that, is it Terry that's uh, not well? As far as I know, because I haven't spoken to Terry in a while, apparently he's got some neurolog uh, neurological problem with um, with his walking. Okay. And uh, Hud is really in touch with him because obviously they, they live over there. But no, and I'm not sure whether he even sings anymore, in all honesty. I'm not sure about that. I have a, a question yeah. actually about the album because I, I, I have uh, um, Bad Habits. I also have the Thomas Darcy tribute version of it. And I noticed that on Johnny B. Rotten, he had changed the lyrics. Um, he got rid of the word fuck. Uh, right. And I'm wondering how you feel about, just just in general, about sensitivity in, in music and songwriting and that. Um, it, for that one line, if it, you know... If it sold more albums, I, I don't. I don't really. Care. You don't care, but but like something maybe you had written years ago that might not be with the times today, for example. Um, oh, would you consider altering lyrics from from something you had written? Uh, no, I haven't had to. No, I mean, nice legs showing about the faces, or even drugs in my pocket. I mean, I don't do that. I mean, I do a few. I do like monk songs in my show here. I do, I do, um, I do do nice legs shown about face. I make a joke about it. I mean, about the you know the women's liberation movement right. that was upset about it in England. Um, but no, other than that, I, I don't. Actually, but uh, the thing about that yeah. song though is he does get his comeuppance at the end, right? When the when the woman says nice legs shame about your face. 
Yeah, um, the um, yeah, nice leg. Um, yeah, yeah, I made sure that was in there. Yeah, like, show him about your face. He does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you you kind of justified, you know? Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that actual uh, that line actually came from my sort of um, my first British wife. Okay. Um, and she, um, you know, I had a bit what they call in England a roving eye okay. for the women. You, you know what that means, roving for eye. Sure. So if we'd be driving along, uh, she'd say to me, and, and she thought I was looking at another woman, she'd say, oh, nice legs, show me about the face. <laughs> and I thought, now that's a good title for a song. And that's how that, I should have given her a royalty on the title, but uh, I didn't. Um, that's how that song came about. But yeah, I mean, we didn't write too many, you know, any obscene lyrics. Right. I mean, I'm so. In fact, the the F word there, I, that was in uh, Terry said that in that song. I don't remember. That. Yeah, he says. Uh, he, I don't give a fuck. No, I, I F the girls with, with in the it. clothes I wear. Um, can't remember. Yeah. I know there's a line. We're out of luck. I don't give a fuck. I think he maybe said that on something on there. But you don't. Yeah, the, but in ter- I mean, I like for instance, I'm a I'm a big fan of Joe Jackson's music. And, yeah, so am I. Oh, yeah. well, we have that in common. Yeah. In fact, I only heard one of his things. He, he was. Uh, what happened to Joe Jackson? Is he still? Playing? Oh yeah, he's see, he's still touring. Actually, he's going on tour this summer. Um, uh-huh. Smaller venues. I'm actually like I said, I'm in Virginia, but I'm going to go to uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, to see him. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always, I always loved that 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 with that ba- that great bassline. What's that song with the that great oh, bassline? Uh, one of you got the time. Yeah, is that what yeah. he thought? Yeah, off of that, Look Sharp. Yeah, yeah, his stuff was like he had this pop edge, but with a jazzy style. I mean, he was, I mean, he was wonderful. I thought Joe Jackson and the shoes. Remember that first album with the white For shoes? For sure, Look Sharp. Yeah, everyone thought, ah, oh, Joe Jackson. Well, that came out around the same time as as Bad Habits, I would say, probably. It did, it did, yeah. 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 Um, but I, I had I was talking to him a while ago. I, I had volunteered at this music festival and had the opportunity to meet him. And in in one of his lyrics um, for the song Real Men, he uses the word faggot um, a bit. Mm. And I asked him if he feels anything about changing lyrics because times have changed. And, and um, I, I, I think he had said he doesn't see... The, he doesn't want. He, you have to put it in perspective as to when things were written, yeah. and uh, yeah. and that's sort of why I asked you about. So he's not changing it. I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a couple of tunes that Ray Davies do where he says "fag," right. meaning a British cigarette. Right. Whereas over here, uh, they think it's homo, uh, you know, gay, guy, right? You know, fag. So you have to, you know, but you know, being a British in you know a British uh, expatriate living on Long Island, I you know. I have to adjust my adjust my accent to what um, you know because people don't understand you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a job ordering from McDonald's, even though <laughs> you know we speak the same language. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's we you know it's very it's not easy it's not easy being me over here. I'm telling I can you. imagine. <laughs> I was going to ask if you what's your view like? Are you looking at the ocean when you're when you're there in Long Island? Or I actually live in a place called Oyster Bay. Okay. And uh, which I, I'm, I'm virtually looking at water. Yeah, down, I'm 50 yards from the water down there. Oh, road. that must be lovely. Yeah. It's okay. I've lived in a few places. I mean, I didn't intend. This was all. This is a bit like the uh, you know the, the nice leg song. I didn't intend to come here and live. I just you know I was on tour with the Straws. I met 
uh, my son's mother over here and then I stayed here for a bit and then it, it, as I say, it wasn't a musical career move because I, you know, I'm not that well known even in the Straws and Hudson Ford to start a new career. But, you know, I, I stayed here and I did and, uh, you know, I sort of got thrown in the deep end, you know, playing solo because before I came here, I really hadn't really played solo before, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, basically I don't play, I play the bass on my albums here but in the studio, but on stage I play, you know, I sing and play the guitar. So I got thrown in the deep end and I just learned and it became, uh, you know, a solo career through one thing or the other. So it's, um, you know, it hasn't been easy. I'm telling you, it's not easy being over it. Well, yeah, you had mentioned that just before. Yeah, but I, you know, it's good. I mean, I wouldn't be here otherwise, but I say things like, you know, traveling to Canada, the monks are still sort of very well known. And even here, you know, in America, the monks. When I played Ice Champ, people know it, even though it wasn't a hit. Right. As I say, if if things had been different, we would have been as big as you know the flock of seagulls and all those others that came here. But we never had a chance to come here and play live, and we would have. We were a good act as well. You know, we had uh, Terry was a great front man, and um, we you know in fact our guitarist who we who came from the band the Records they had a couple of. Hits here in New York. Okay, I think I remember that. Uh, Hugh, a guy called Hugh Gower. He wasn't on the album. So, okay. Uh, it, it may have been on the second album, but not on Bad Habits. When he came here and we had the reaction we did in Canada, um, we he said, "This is this is like the Beatles." He said, "These are the best shows I've ever played," and they were, you know, for the for the time we were here. Yeah. And we had a we had a support band, and they knew every song. We used to sit around and eat with them. They knew every song of Bad Habits album. The guy was like singing, you know, uh, Love in Stereo across from the thing. So it was great. It was a great time and, you know, sort of unexpected. You know? What What is the inspiration behind a song called Dear Jerry, Don't Try to Kill Me With Your Love, Norman? Do you, do you remember? Yeah, that, yeah, I do remember. That is, um, there used to be a guy, a, 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 an MP, a British MP called Jeremy Thorpe. Okay. And um, Hudson um, was the main sort of writer in that. And basically, it's Dear Jerry, Don't Kill Me With Your Love, which is, uh, you know, a pun on a gay sexuality, if okay. you put it mildly. Okay. You know? And that's the sort of stuff we got up to you know, so in those songs. it was very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, it was very, yeah, it was. Yeah. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead here. Uh, you're like we were just discussing. You're on. You're living in Long Island, and you um, you tour solo, and you just did a yeah. show recently in New Jersey. Is that right? I did. Yeah. And how did yeah. that go? How was that? It went. Uh, considering it was the most horrendous torrential oh. rain, uh, you know, because I, I I traveling from like it was like we we it was the it went. Amazingly, we had a. We, I played there before, probably about six times. And what it is, it's a place called the Record Collector, okay. and it, it's a record store of vintage records. And it's a store, and every uh, every week they clear the whole store, and they got a stage and everything, and they have a, a concert there. And I think the next concert they got is a guy called um, Rich Fure. He's been in. He's he's been with Neil Young. And uh, and uh, Buffalo Springfield, okay. that, those sort of artists. Okay. Rich Fury, I think his name is, and he's he was like he came in after, me. and uh, we had it was a great crowd, and I played there as I said, I played there before. I I usually have my band there. This time I had uh, 
uh, it was me uh, and my son who, who backs me up on acoustic guitar and the percussionist. And we go through a gambit of stuff, you know, Straws, Monks, Hudson Ford, my own, you know, uh, solo stuff that's sort of, my, you know, popular stuff for my albums. And, um, yeah, it went great. I mean, I don't tour all the time. I mean, not on, I'm not on a tour of the whole United right. States, but I do sort of... Uh, I, you know, basically on the East Coast and in the city as well. I, I do. I've got something coming up in Manhattan. Oh, well, maybe if I'm there, I'll yeah. come check it out. I'd love to see it. Yeah, it's a, the, a, play, a concert hall called The Triad. Okay. In, uh, yeah, you, you could, you, you'll get it. It's on there. They, they have a, a, a other artists. Is that on your website, John Ford? Uh, I, I want to plug the website, absolutely. What? Uh, my, actual, you know, my website is uh, John Ford of the Straws. Right. The reason why it's of the Straws and not the Monks is because when I first came over here and we set up, you know, all the website, my name being as, you know, common as it is, you get, you know, you get John Ford, the director, right. John Ford Coley, John Ford this and John Ford that. So we decided to call it John Ford and Straw to, just to cancel out all those people. And it's stuck ever since, even though I've been in the Straws for like 100 years, you know. So. <laughs> I'd like to ask you actually about, about that because you sort of had mentioned um... – some of the influences on the Bad Habits album. Um, but I'm just curious, you've been doing this for quite some time, right? Fair to say? No, please, <laughs> don't, don't remind me. When, when is it in your career, do you think, that the those that have influenced you stop influencing you? Or do are, are they with you always? No, they're with me always. I'll give you a good example. Have you, had a, have you heard of a Briti- British band uh, called... Cliff Richard and the Shadows. Of course, yes. Right, well, the Shadows was a big... Before the Beatles came along, when I was a kid, it was the Shadows and Cliff Richard. He was like the British Elvis. Mm -hmm. But the Shadows had all these instrumental hits of their own. Nobody's heard of them in the States because they were overshadowed by the Ventures and Dick uh, Dale, is it? Yeah. Which is really surf. And that's not what the Shadows did. And so talking about influences... I in in the middle of my sort of act, I have to call it an act. I sound like one of these. I sound like Frankie Howard. Anyway, middle of my, I do a, a, a five song um, uh, instrumental thing of the Shadows. Okay, okay? And no one's heard of it, and it goes down a storm because their five hits. I do these five hits of the Shadows: Apache, uh, Wonderful Land, uh, FBI. I don't know whether you know all that stuff, but so that always and when I. That stuff always in for it, and it stayed with me. And although I'm not a lead guitarist, although I played a bit to lead on the Monk stuff on my own, but I can play that surf stuff sort of pretty good. And I've had two, uh, well, I've had one instrumental solo album out, instrumental, called uh, No Talking, which is which went very well over here. And um, so that, so while I, so when I joined the Straubs, okay, which was this progressive, folky, rock folk thing, to mention the shadows, you'd have been kicked down the road. Okay. I mean, you couldn't even... Me- or even the Beatles were... You couldn't even mention the Beatles who were another big influence mm-hmm. to me. And uh, so when we when we came to do Bad Habits, all that stuff sort of came out a bit. Okay. You know, uh, the shadows with the, uh, you know, Skylab and with, with Hudson Ford, we were free to do, you know, our thing you know, harmonies that we'd got off the Beatles, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, it does. Because I think when you're in your teenage years, anyone who's going to become a virtuoso, not that I'm a virtuoso, but, you know, anyone like Eric Clapton or Jimmy Page, 
their thing is is honed when they're 14, 15, 16, and their influence is, and they and they take it. I think they take it through to their, you know, throughout their life. I mean, personally, I became a rhythm guitarist, and I'm not any better now than I was when I was 15. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I you know I say that lightheartedly, but basically, that's what happens with a musician, I think. And although you get experienced, you know, on stage and you know how to deal with it, your your whole being has uh, been, and the same with singing. I mean, your voice, you get a voice when you're 20, 19, 20, yeah. and you've got it. You've either got it or you haven't got it. I mean, me, I'm a singer. I'm not a great singer, okay? If I was a great singer, I would have had it when I was 20. Um, who are you listening to these days? Who am I listening yeah. to? Mainly myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. People ask me that. I don't go and I rarely go out and buy albums. But I do listen. I, I'm very up on. People say, oh, you, this new stuff. I love new material. I love. Uh, what, what bands do I like? A lot of the modern. I think there's a, a tremendous. Like women singers uh, of the last 10 years have become like amazing, I think. I mean, I, I love stuff like. I mean, Lady Gaga, mm -hmm. her early singles were great i thought i i like Katy perry i think beyonce's got one of the great black voices all these singers are better than the 80s singers although i love 80s music some of these 80s bands sound pretty good now yeah you know yeah uh, like the monks really. but anyway well, <laughs> you know what john i've i've talked to you now for about a half an hour and it's more than a the eight-year-old 10-year-old 15-year-old me could have ever imagined i gotta be honest with you this was truly uh a highlight for me and uh and i thank you uh, for uh for putting that album out and agreeing to be on this podcast uh i hope it's all right that we we end here if that if you're cool with that oh sure i mean it's been my pleasure talking to you anytime. and uh what so what's coming up for you if there's anything i can we can talk about before i let you go um only that um i have um uh a new vocal album out, as yet untitled, okay. so I can't help you in that. Probably it's going to be called Back in England, okay. because one of the songs is called Back in England. It's a sort of, a, you know, retrospective sort of thing on my, you know, just talking about England. Yeah. Although that's about the only song on it about Back <laughs> in England. And then I have a new instrumental album called No Talking 2, which again is of sort of surf shadows like instrumental material. As far as gig-wise, we have a gig coming up in September at the Triad in New York City. Uh, with uh, That will be with uh, Ian Lloyd, who, uh, who's, who's another sort of famous New York singer. He had a hit song called Brother Louie. Oh, of course. And will we... Yeah, yeah, you know that. Yeah, well, me and Ian do a lot of stuff together. He has a band, and he'll be sort of opening for me in that, although he's, he's billed as the guest uh, sort of artist on that. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's about all that's going on at the moment. And other than the fact that um, we've recently had the, uh, you know, we had a box set of Hudson Ford, and um, and we have, uh, we've had that sort of stuff going on. John, it, uh, again, from the bottom of my heart, you have no idea how great this was. And uh, I want to keep in touch with you, if that's okay. I want to do this again, maybe. Of course. It's been a pleasure speaking with okay, you. Okay. And uh, my best to Jill. And uh, we will talk soon, sir. All right. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Wasn't he great? Seriously. Um, bit of a fanboy, as I said in the interview, I think. But it was just so wonderful to talk to him. He was, he was so gracious with his time. 
and uh, you know, telling some great stories. Now we all know the origin of Nice Legs, Shame About Her Face, uh, amongst other songs on that uh, great 1979 album, Bad Habits. You should go out and buy it if you can. Um, again, I want to thank Jill Morrison of Whole Shot Records, and I want to thank John Ford of the Straubs and of Hudson Ford and of the Monks. John Ford of the Straubs.com is where you can find him. And you can find me at twolazytowrite.com, the number two, the word lazy, the number two.com, uh, or at the real John Baker on Twitter or on the website, twolazytowrite.com. You can send me a message. You can find this in iTunes. You can find this in uh, Google Play. And once again, I have to say before I go that the level of thanks I have for the people who come on to my podcast is beyond measure. They give me their time to this project that I don't know where it's going. And, you know, I can only hope that through word of mouth, this thing spreads. Um, I say it's taking over the world, but it is a slow, slow takeover. Um, But again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this, and I really do hope you enjoyed that interview because i got to tell you, it was a lot of fun to do. Thank you again, John Ford and Jill. And uh, tune in next week. Who knows who I'll have on? It might just be me. It might just be former president John F. Kennedy. That's right. I will rise from the grave to talk to y'all listeners all about being shot in the head in Dallas. Or not. One never knows. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye. Too lazy to ride. We'll